What's going on, everybody? This is Dan, aka Red, again with my younger brother, Adam. How's it going, everybody? Good to be back. The noise that you unfortunately hear in the background, even though I told my girlfriend that we are now recording, is her putting stuff away, being extra noisy and annoying. So I apologize for that ahead of time. Her face is numb. She listens about as well as you do. Actually, I was going to say she listens about as well as you. What would you say? Wow. Exactly. Okay. So, what's the subject mind, good man? So, I know last night I promised to do the Les Stroud. Um, unfortunately, we can only keep this to 25 minutes. We're still having some crazy technical uh, technical difficulties. Easy for me to say. So, if anybody could maybe point me in another direction besides using Launchpad or Podcast One... Uh, greatly, uh, greatly appreciate it. You can always reach out to me on my Twitter, Monsters America, also known as Monster Investigators of America. Hit me up on Gmail as well if you have any stories you want to share with us, Monster Investigators of America at gmail.com. Um, so, pretty much, uh, I know I gave you some homework last night to check out Les Stroud's Bigfoot. Um, the Survivor Man Bigfoot show, I believe it was episode six, uh, from his, uh, you know, doing giving director's cut is pretty much he's you know letting us know all this cool background information. Um, some of it you you can tell what was going on a little bit. Other times you can't because sometimes he looks like he gets side distracted, but so quickly he'll change his you know change the attention to back to, to what he was originally doing. Um, and I thought it was really cool. The reason why I did not drop another episode last night, this episode originally was supposed to do yesterday, I got surprised. There's something I did not know, and I recommend you all check it out as well. I'll try to find the link and drop it in the link. I am definitely dropping the Les Strouds show uh, in the link for the I mean in the description below. Um, but Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe and his two sons have a show. I believe their names are Matthew and John. Very, very cool kids. No doubt about it. Um, and a very interesting show. It's not like one of those shows that you turn on and, you know, every single time you watch it, something happens, which to me I think is the cool part because it's not going to happen every time. You could go out camping in the middle of nowhere, which is pretty much what me and Adam are going to be doing this weekend. Um and not have anything happen, not have any kind of experience. And you could do that. You could be out there for a month, two months. Or you could just go on a hike and all of a sudden you, you hear some noises. You see something that's out of the normal and there you go. Um, you never know. You could be driving through New Jersey and have to stop to take a leak into the, you know, walk five feet into the woods and see something. You never really know. So the thing is, I've I myself had my fair share of experiences, so that's why I have the beliefs I have. Um, some people never have not one kind of experience, or they don't realize that they had an experience in their life, or they'll just, you know, a lot of hunter, hunters, their big thing is when they go out hunting and something out of the normal comes, they'll explain it away with a bear. And that's understandable because a lot of people would be too afraid to go back into the woods if they really knew what was out there. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. 
these things, I said it once and I'll continue to say it. I'll try not to say it every single episode, even though this is the third episode and this is going to be the third time I'm saying it on the episode. They're not Care Bears. They're not cuddly teddy bears. I 100% believe they are just like us. Each, every, each and every one of us is different. We're not all loving. We're not all hating. We're all different. We act differently. We have different morals, a different code, a different, you know, uh, different way uh, of how we do things. And they're the same exact way. None of them are going to be 100% the same. And that's my beliefs. Could be wrong. Just like Wes, I don't have a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, you know, wood ape um, in my garage currently. At least I don't think I do. I'll double check on that. And until I actually do, or anybody actually does, there, there's no such thing as a 100% expert on it. We can all be right. You know, some people believe it's UFO as part of, part of an alien deal. That could be right. It could be true. It makes sense. A lot of stuff with aliens and Sasquatch go hand in hand. And, you know, a lot of times, though, people will see a UFO. Later on, they'll see, you know, Sasquatch. Sometimes they'll see Sasquatch. Later on, they see a UFO Then a bright light. So you never know. Um, I know the one story that Wes showed, and I'm, um, I can't exactly remember what episode it was, but definitely uh, Sasquatch Chronicles. Um, Sasquatch Chronicles, the one show the gentleman was telling about experience, how he met this lady, and this lady was saying how she takes care of the younger Sasquatch that she helps feed him. She kind of works with them a little bit, and they take care of each other. But she did say that once they hit a certain age, for whatever reason, they do have to go away with the star people. Now, star people might sound familiar with you because it is Native American talk um, and First Nations people's talk for aliens. That is the star people. Uh, and this lady says, you know, once they hit a certain age, they have to go away and go to to star people maybe they come back i can't remember if she said that they came back i don't think she said or maybe she wasn't sure or maybe the guy just you know he was just so amazed by what he was hearing that you know i'm sorry if you hear the the barking in the background that's my my younger dog uh gunner we put him outside he's a blue tick hound uh with my other dog bear uh which would be going camping with us so it should be a fun time um, so you never know. I, my thing is, you know, people that say it has something to do with aliens, if this is correct what the lady's saying, well, that part right there could be marked off as true. Actually, something to add in. The, uh, some of the Algonquin legends for the fox spirit is he was a large hairy, human-looking creature, and that he tricked a being called the World Eater into regurgitating all life in the world. So that might be an interesting correlation, because to an early person who doesn't know these different things, 
Yeah, that could that could very very easily be what the case is. So I mean, you have uh, a bunch of different um, experiences that could be true. I, I believe that no matter what, that this is a blood, you know, blood bone skin hair creature. Stop. Um, and that's my belief. And from what a lot of people say, there's some people that say, oh, they can't be shot, they can't be killed. But I've heard a decent amount of reports that people shot them and killed them. There's one report, and I'm sorry I, didn't, I don't have the full story on it. I do want to try to check it out a little bit more. But there's one report saying that one guy killed, I think, I want to say four of them, five of them, something like that. I know uh, you know, some people are scared out of their mind, and that's the way they react. I know shortly after he felt very bad about it because he said it was like shooting a human being, um, very human-like. And the one thing that we do know is that there is a human gene in their DNA the f that the female side comes from humans. So it's definitely hominid stock. Without a doubt. Uh, I think like – and I also believe that there's definitely some kind of government cover-up. I might not be right about that. Maybe the government doesn't have the slightest clue like some of us don't. But I do have a hard feeling that they do. They try awfully hard to cover up when people have actual physical evidence. They have actual sightings that they they actually try to cover things up and, and you know crush it pretty quick before it can get out there and open. Um, so there's that. But let's get to the Les Stroud show. Uh, so there is a – in the beginning, he, he's talking about um, – and again, I'm going to put the link in the description. I'm also probably going to try to find the Rob Lowe link, put that in the description as well. But uh, in the beginning of the show, he like he, you, you see the intro, right? So his, his intro, what you're looking at, he, he's describing – um, every time he stops and pauses, that he, he heard something, either heard something that was close by or seen something on the outskirts that he couldn't 100% tell what it was. So it kept on catching him uh, off guard. Also, if you check out the interview, um, I believe it's episode, oh man, 500, I believe it is, uh, that on Sasquatch Chronicles with West um, and Les Stroud, he goes into more details, which is very, very cool. I recommend everybody listening to that. Um, and if you hear the dogs, I'm sorry. They're being a pain in the butt right now. I'm trying to keep them outside for like 25 minutes just so we can get everything together. Um, but if you, if you listen to – the interview, and he, he talks about an interview as well. He goes, well, there's a lot of times where, you know, if you look at the show, you'll you'll catch me, you know, paying attention to something off, you know, on the in the woods. So that's – he was explaining why. Uh, he also, during the show, he, he talked about mind speak. 
and I know you're new to this, so you probably don't 100% know what MindSpeak is, but just from the name of it, I'm sure you could probably some form of telepathy. Yeah, figure it out. So again, I think I said this on on the last show. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all had a chance to hear it or not, so I apologize for that. We're gonna try to keep everything in a timely manner, so we don't have any issues. with you not hearing the full episode later on we will be putting up uh the rest of the episodes as soon as we figure out this tech uh issue so yeah the mind speak thing and i mean a lot of people well not a lot of people but there's a decent amount of people that talk about it and say that they've heard a voice um talking to them when they're out in the woods or when they, they felt that something was close so Wes, uh, one night is, is out on, I believe he was sleeping out on the cliff. He was getting ready to go to sleep. And originally, and I'm sorry if I'm not remembering right, but originally I believe him and somebody else, I don't know if it was Todd standing, um, but him and somebody else were, got their attention. They seen like lights on the far side. So you had the valley goes back up on one of the other peaks on the uh, the other side or the ridge line actually. So that caught their attention. After a while, they end up saying, "All right, you know, I'll go to bed." And uh, in less in his head, hears this voice tell him, "You know, we're we'll be out here, you know, later on if you want to meet us." Now, since that was the first time that happened to him, as per, I'm sure, anybody else, it kind of shocks you. There's a voice in your head that's not yours. Normally, that is a very, very bad thing, you know? It's like, hey, Doc, yeah, I heard this voice in my head, and it wasn't me. And the funny thing about that is that Les said that he actually went to a doctor and talked to the doctor about this. And the doctor said, well, no, I don't <laughs> – it doesn't sound like you have any medical problems. Sounds like you've heard somebody else's voice somehow talk to you. So that helped clarify things for him. But it, it pretty much said, hey, if you would like to meet us, me and I think it was he said me and my son will come and we'll meet you. You just got to meet us over here. This is where we'll be. And Les was finally able to talk back into his head after he got out of the state of shock and said, ah, I appreciate it. Um, but I'm not ready yet. And, you know, he'll even say in the interview that, uh, you know, he kicks himself till in the butt today for not saying yes. But in all honesty, who knows what would have happened. The thing is, having somebody that's a high profile like Les, um, high profile like Todd Standing, like the man or not, think he faked the footage or not, um, Still, he's a he's a high-profile person, and what I mean when I say that, if he was to go off missing somewhere, and even more so uh, with Les, because uh, Les being survivor man, you know, if he ever went gone missing somewhere and nobody was able to find him, that would raise some eyebrows without a shadow of a doubt. That would definitely raise some eyebrows, and you know, that's because he is a pro in his line of work. Uh, whether it be him doing the survival man show, I mean, he does, he was doing this stuff for fun. These occurrences of mine speak, I find this very interesting. Now, 
did they has anyone described the voices in any way is if there's an accent or if it's so completely clear or just do you know what I mean well they said I less and I can't remember who the other mind speak person was there's a couple of them and they were they were actually on Sasquatch Chronicles talking about MindSpeak. I, I believe even uh, Tony Merkel, one of his shows, he had somebody they were saying about MindSpeak. Um, and was it? They who were was communicating to them with through. Well, this, this the who was communicating through them what or to him was the Sasquatch. Interesting. Um, now they said they could understand perfectly clear what the Sasquatch was saying. Okay. It, I find this very interesting because from what we've seen of, at least myself, these creatures, they're not designed for human communication with their the way their mouths are. Well, it's a very difficult language, English especially. Now, do you think that they actually understood English? Or they were a lot in somehow allowing they were communicating by say injecting thoughts into these person's brains and allowing our mind to translate it as we see fit. Well, you got to think about it. Uh, they've been around for thousands of years. Okay. They were able to talk to, and I'm sorry, I say First Nations and Native American just in case somebody doesn't understand what I'm talking about. But them and the Native Americans, the First Nations people, have been around for a very long time and you know you get the stories where they were together but I've also heard stories where they have talked what? in their native language to each other now they've been around us long enough to probably pick up more than just a couple words uh, from us and maybe their way maybe they can't you know properly talk to us through English so with their tongue so instead they hit us with the mind speak so they, they can't enunciate it verbally they communicate mentally that's my assumption I could be wrong maybe they can and maybe it's just that they have a super scary ass voice that they know they'll scare the bejesus out of somebody <laughs> if they try to talk <laughs> that does make so, communication a little difficult when the other person continuously yeah. Uh, Looses their bowels. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Les, Les said that he's – I think it happened on two or three occasions. And the one time he went into the woods, he you know, said, for now on, anytime I go into the woods, what I'll do is with my mind is put it out there. Hey, this my name's Les. I'm just coming out here doing a little – you know, doing some hiking or camping. You know, depend on what I'm doing and just let them know, hey, I'm here. So, and if you want to uh, communicate with me, that's great. If not, that's fine. And then one time he got a voice back saying, we're sleeping. Not now, we're sleeping. So, I mean. A psychic do not disturb sign. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's like, so they heard him and just at that time was their time that they were sleeping and said, All right, we kind of appreciate it, but we're sleeping. Now, so, what time of day was that? Because, I mean, that evidence in and of itself could be very indicative of what kind of creatures these are. I know it was – I believe you said it was sometime in the afternoon. I don't think it was first thing in the morning. Um, 
but I think it was sometime in the afternoon. I would have to double check because that that was on the interview that uh, Wes uh, did on the on on Sasquatch Chronicles with Lester out. So, um, so they might be much more active very late night, very early morning, and go into the rest phase early afternoon. Then. Well, I think it depends. I mean, you hear stories about hunters in the woods you know most hunters will get out to their stands super early they'll hunting you know sometimes doesn't start until like five o'clock they'll get out there at four o'clock or three thirty make sure that they're set up and ready to go and just watching everything over and I've, I've heard hunters say that you know they see them or not just see them but i there was one uh on wes's show that they, the one he t- could tell something was around. He just wasn't able to locate it. Um, and this Sasquatch reaches up. This guy's 20 feet in the air right now in a tree stand. He reaches up and grabs him. Yikes. And just just a little tug. Didn't, didn't like try to pull him down or anything. So, of course, this guy, he, he feels something grab his leg. He looks down and he sees a Sasquatch that's not too far away from him. That like reaching up 20 feet in the air. That's a big boy, and scares the holy heck out. I, a 20 foot reach from the ground. That's imp- so. Did it just like grab a hold of his leg or grab his ankle? I mean, he said he jumped up. His whole body jumped up in the air because he was so afraid that he wasn't sure what was going on. And then pretty much the thing walks out in front of him, turns turns back, looks at him, gives him this weird little smile, kind of saying, and he said he felt it inside. So almost like a voice saying, just letting you know we're here, and walks off. So he got goosed and greeted by Bigfoot. Well, he didn't That's get a- goosed because he didn't get his <laughs> butt grabbed, but I'm sure he, he felt like something was coming out of it. Uh <laughs> Well, either way, I mean, that's a... So we're getting ready to pause for the cause. We're actually a little bit on the late side. It's running on 17 minutes uh, in a few seconds. So we're going to take a quick break. I hope you all, again, uh, enjoy. I don't know who, what sponsor is going to pop up, so I can't say anything about them. And I'll see you soon. Yeah, so I think uh, pretty much going on about Wes's... Uh, not Wes's show, but uh, going on about the Les Stroud show. And, I mean, a, a lot of the stuff I I picked up from the documentary last night was uh, – you said you watched it? Uh, yeah, what I could between the kids. was just – a lot of it was him telling, like saying, hey, I, you know, these things exist and why he did the show, uh, which was uh, pretty cool. Um because he, you know, finding the whole finding the Bigfoot thing. I'm close. I'm gonna play the part of the, just, you know, asking any question that a viewer would ask. And we're back. Uh, thank y'all for staying with us. Hopefully the, you know, commercial wasn't anything too crazy or too bad. Um, but again, uh, so let's just show it was it was very interesting because I. I it was the director's cut, so he's given his point of view on everything that's going on during the show. And he talked about why he wanted to do a show with Bigfoot. 
um, especially because at the time there were so many other shows with Bigfoot. Um, but he wanted to have his own twist on it, and he wanted to do everything a certain way, um, and that's how he did it. So Wes's show, he said he did it because at the time he didn't feel like there was really too many legit people putting a bright light on the Bigfoot. They were making it more of a cartoony, and that's why a lot of people don't say Bigfoot and, and, and uh, you know, Sasquatch. And you got the, you know, the gentleman over at Wood Apes. That's what they call it because they, you know, the Bigfoot things got turned into a big giant cartoon. I mean, you can find it in move like movies, the cartoons, TV shows, and none of it's like realistic. We'll say, and I can understand why that upset, upsets people because you know they you're it. taking it very very seriously, and they're turning it into a joke. Yeah, it it was basically you know. Real hairy housewives of the Seattle mountains. It was kind of yeah, and uh, and that's the thing. Like, I take it seriously anytime I, I go out and do what I do. I don't call myself a researcher, more like an investigator, I guess. And that's that's really why we we got our name because that's what I believe we're doing, and it's just trying to help prove that some of these are real. You know, sometimes it's it's definitely way easier said than done. You're not going to have somebody that's going to agree with you 100%. We all have our own opinion of what these are and, you know, what they're doing. But uh, in the long run, uh, you know, Les said that he needed to – he felt like he needed to do it. And I thought he did a great job because I watched it when they first came out because I, I was legitimately in shock. I caught it. The uh, I I caught the first episode and, and the other episodes, but I was in shock that Les Stroud, to me of all people, who I think is like super cool, um, that big noise right there. That's yeah, that's that's the girlfriend again. She's going up the steps, being as loud as possible. Y'all hear that? Now she's waiting on top of the steps, looking at me, giving giving me like a wannabe evil eye, but she's laughing, so it's not that intimidating. Not that she can be. She's like, I don't know, four feet nothing, like a hobbit. We're so. about to have an encounter right here when you spontaneously combust. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a stare. So uh, we like to have fun on our show. So, you know, a little whatever. I don't even know what that was. That sounded like a chipmunk. <laughs> Methylated squirrel. <laughs> she, she went to the dentist office. Her whole face is numb. So it's... it's kind of hilarious it really is especially when she says it's not uh, <laughs> but um you know that's that that was his reason i think he did a great job you know showing that it's definitely a possibility that these are real um he had one of the biggest controversial figures in the bigfoot sasquatch you know world todd standing because Todd's footage and pictures of the Sasquatch that he's caught, if real. Now, I think it is because it, it really doesn't make sense otherwise. All right, unless he's working for some major motion picture that, you know, in millions upon millions of dollars for his skills and makeup. 
um, that's real. And you can ask anyone who has done, say, makeup for a haunted house or anything like that. It is very involved and it's very difficult. And at that scale is, even oh. if it were possible to make a custom gorilla suit like that, which would be thousands of dollars to begin with. Oh, and he's not just talking like one or two thousand dollars. That's like <laughs> ten or twenty thousand dollars suit wise. The time alone to put that on an actor would be eight hours. Easy. And if you think about it and you use your common sense, nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to put all their money on he, he. It's not like he became a multimillionaire. So where did that get him? That just got him, you know, critically, critically criticized. Horribly. Now, if you can't prove that it's fake and a lot nobody has, it's probably real. So think of something like that being real. Now you got the Patterson Gimlin footage of Patty. Well, yeah. Up until current date, that footage was the very best video proof that Sasquatch is real. Yeah. Now they got Todd standing. His footage is even better. You could see all the details in this footage. Facial features. You could see the muscles moving. It was very interesting. And and this goes out to any skeptics hearing us. Even if it's not completely provable, you can't also disprove a lot of these things. It is simply evidence. And it's what you got to take it as. Believe it or not, look at it critically. There has been hundreds of creatures throughout history that were believed to be legends. Dragons. Yeah, go to the island of Komodo, have fun messing with that daydream. There was a, um, I believe it was in Southeast Asia Ocean area. There was this, and it's literally a throwback of an armored fish. This thing looks like... Uh, Monstrous. He's 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 taking far too long to explain this dang thing. I apologize, people. We only have twenty five minutes show. He's oh, taking five minutes to explain what the hell he's talking about. And I could guarantee he could probably do it in two words. Either way, a cryptic is something that we have neither neither been able to prove or disprove exists. And that's what a lot of us want to do is find out what's going on with these creatures and what they are. Becky. So wrapping up, I thought it was a great show. I definitely recommend listening to it again. I'm going to put it in the description. Um, I'm also going to put Rob Lowe's show in the description. I'll probably even do a uh, episode on Rob Lowe's show uh, later on. We are going to have more episodes coming out. We're probably going to have some of our very first footage of what we were doing because, uh, like I said, we're heading out camping this weekend. Um. So we have a lot of things we're, we're trying to get done. We're trying to get more and more episodes, and we'll be doing an episode about our experience, uh, our camping, if anything happened, if nothing happened, um, any pictures we might have. We are going to be working on putting a website up so you can become a member on the website. We will be doing uh, special shows. So I plan on, if I'm, if I'm going to uh, – 
do a show for just for the website people do um i'm probably gonna try to get two shows out a week and maybe something special uh you know put in there for a for a third thing or even yeah once a month um and we'll have you know of course pictures videos different things and i'll be more than happy for you to share you know what your opinion is on things so anyway we're getting down to the nitty-gritty uh i just want to share this with you guys greatness is not defined by what you you know do in times where it's easy you know times of peace times of uh no conflict greatness is defined when you step up and you do what's right when nobody else will just something for y'all to think about nothing but to love uh nothing but love uh to everybody out there thank you please share the show if you liked it and please give us some information on twitter or you can hit us up by gmail at monster investigators of america and that's investigators with the s of america at gmail.com